Welcome to the Inspiro Podcast, a podcast exploring personal growth, leadership, strategy, communication, and fulfillment. We are your hosts, Jason Luchtefeld and Bill Woodburn. I'm here as a dentist transitioning into a career to help facilitate individuals and their organizations towards a more fulfilling future. Hi there, I'm Bill Woodburn, and I'm a licensed professional counselor and licensed marriage and family therapist in Austin, Texas. I'm fascinated by the way people come together to solve problems, whether that's couples or families, dental practices or organizations. We're going to be exploring a lot of topics, and for us to be able to be free to do that, I have to let you know that this is not intended to be dental advice or counseling advice. I'm going to switch gears a little bit because uh, we because we teach active listening. I think we touched on a few ideas about listening in a past past episode, and I came across a statement about active listening, and I think this this fits into our communication failure theme here that we uh, I'm going to try to bring us back to now after our boundary statement and core value tangent. So. Active listening is a great tool. It's, from what I've read, extremely valuable in hostage negotiations and in uh, other highly tense environments. I thought you were going to say hostage negotiations and other dental procedures. Right, right. Fair, fair point. Uh, maybe that's why we we do teach using this technique in dental offices. But <laughs> the advice was that this is a great tool, but don't try to use it at home. So, why not? Uh, I I don't know. I the rationale was partly that it tends to come off as disingenuous, as a as a tool for. Uh, manipulating the conversation versus uh, just trying to have a better conversation. You know, one of the things I think when we teach him that I, at least I don't think I do a good enough job at is helping people realize that like any, it's a skill and like any skill, it's going to be awkward as hell at first. You're going to be awkward. And then the person who you're speaking to, you've never listen like this or related like this is like that sounds weird i'm not and so between your awkwardness and doing it and their awkwardness and hearing it yeah it's going to seem fake mm-hmm. so um, the other piece i think that brought was brought up was that it is oftentimes an intimate relationship is too emotionally charged on both ends Whereas in a hostage hostage negotiation or something like that, you have one person that's highly emotional, but you have another person that's that's intellectually able to manage to bring it down to uh, de-escalate the conversation. Where in an intimate relationship, you often end up with two people that are charged, higher charge, higher charge, higher charge. Neither one is able to be the negotiator sure yeah 
Except that's again an early phase. Okay. When people, most of the fights that I see in my office between couples is because someone thinks the other person is not listening to them. Mm. That's what happens, of course, is then they raise the volume like, like we do. And then the other person still some, does not seem to be listening. So they use more forceful words, more absolute words and, and more, more extreme words. And if that doesn't seem, then they, then they start, you know, using physical movements and that can lead to walking out of my office. But nine times out of 10, that's because they think that the person's not listening to them. Mm. When we listen to someone else deeply, not as a manipulation, but really deeply, there's a parallel process that's going on that we're becoming more deeply committed to that person. And the person that we're listening to, to becomes more deeply committed to us. And you know, it, in the first five minutes, no, sometimes it doesn't happen. And yes, sometimes you hear things from people that are challenging mm -hmm. because then they can speak to you honestly. So you do have to go into it, not with the idea of this will get me out of a conflict. If I just acted, listen, I'll never have to have a conflict. No, it's going to mean that we are both listened to. And when we have a conflict, I'll know exactly what it is because I've been listening and they've been able to tell me. And they will listen to me when I respond. So we might actually get somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it could be a, uncomfortable. But I'd rather have one uncomfortable fight once than a halfway uncomfortable fight 47 times. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, that's, that's fair. Are you familiar with uh, John Gottman's work? Yeah, so that that's also brought up a lot in this book I keep referencing that I just finished. And so he does talk about conflict and the, the idea that conflict is is good and we should have some. And a complete absence of conflict is as big of a red flag as having conflict. So he's broken it down into four main areas, and you've kind of touched on some of these throughout these conversations. Uh, if if the, in a conflict there is criticism, stonewalling, defensiveness, or contempt, there's 83% predictive power that there is going to be a divorce. Mm -hmm. And he's he's got some serious numbers to back that up. Yeah. But you've kind of, through your explanations, you've touched on some of those topics, not with those specific words. But in your descriptions of what healthy conflict looks like, what having intention to try to do better looks like. And in not doing those things, you run into these four, what he calls the four horsemen of divorce. And to circle back to your one of your initial pieces, which I think is so important right here. My goodness, during a conflict with a loved one or a valued team member, or an important colleague, if you were impeccable with your words, if you were sitting there worried about clarity, not dominance, I just, I want to pick the word that, it, you know, it's the clearest about my value, my intention, my, my hurt, or whatever it is. 
not the one that I think is going to push on the other person the most, not the one that's going to win the argument the most, not the one that's going to protect me the best, but the clearest one. Wow, I wonder what that would do. You know, that someone is actually having a level of honesty. It isn't like, I'm, I'm honestly angry with you and I think you're awful. <laughs> well, what if what you I, that person said, what you're saying really disturbs me. It, and I find that I'm hurt hearing you say that. And I'm, I noticed that I'm rushing toward a conclusion, and that's probably not my best move here. More impeccable with a description of what's going on rather than, than pushing power through words. When you're trying to dominate a conversation or win a conversation or logically close off all the exits to a conversation, you don't give the other person very many hooks to engage with you. If I told someone that I was disappointed and I felt hurt or I felt uncertain, that's giving a lot more hooks for them, a lot more things for them to be curious about, a lot more things for them to ask about, a lot more ways to relate to me, a lot more options for them to act you know, lovingly and kindly toward me. The more absolute I am, the more powerful my words, the more I close all that off. There are very few hooks. There are very few avenues. So you're using hooks as a good thing. Thank you. What I should have been saying is <laughs> avenue, avenues. Okay. It sounds better. <clears throat> but that, that ways to ways to come toward you. And we want to give people lots of ways to come toward us. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, sometimes the styles of argument that we get taught either in our families or in school or whatever really restrict that no no i'm going to block all this off with my logic and my and my my anger until you can only approach by telling me that i'm right that's hmm. the only way to approach me now i've got this all sewn up as opposed to a wide variety of ways to approach Someone may be saying, you know, I still think you're wrong, but you're a really valuable person. I'm not meaning to hurt you. Wow, let's leave that avenue open too. Hey, a quick one today, but I think it cuts deep. So maybe listen to it a second time. See how that can be utilized in your life starting today. Next episode, we're going to start getting into some social media communication positives and negatives. Again, any questions or comments, inspiropodcast at gmail.com. Really appreciate you listening in. Thanks.